0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Welcome to the podcast located from deep within the bowels of HowStuffWorks.com headquarters. It's Josh and Chuck. Say hi, Chuck. That makes us sound really fancy or creepy or something. I don't know. I like it. I was going for creepy. Okay. I'll take it. Did it work? Uh, I'm creeped out, yeah. Okay, good. good. Uh, Chuck, did you look out the window today at all? uh I have did you did you notice that everything is uh spinning very quickly clockwise I have you noticed have Yeah. Yes. do you, you know what that is a downward spiral it is it's the uh u s economy circling the drain very quickly yeah. and taking the entire nation with it. It's pretty bad. Have you heard about this economic downturn yeah, I mean, you can't miss it, man. It's everywhere. It, it, it is. It is popping up everywhere. Um, huge investment banks that had weathered the depression are starting to go under. I know. Um, you know, there's, there's all sorts of, uh, financial groups that are suffering as well. AIG, the largest insurance company right. in the United States who insures all these people is going under. Right. Well,
0: now it's, Owned by the government almost completely.
1: Correct? Yeah, well, eighty uh, percent stake, seventy nine point nine percent stake right. is owned by the federal government. Owned by you and I. Oh. We own we own part of that. I, I feel it. I feel uh, it in my bones. I know. that you feel richer? I, I, I noticed do. you're wearing your top hat and monocle today. <laughs> right. Very appropriately. Um, so all all of this stuff is going on. Yeah, it's impossible to miss it. And the crazy thing is that all of it can be traced back to a single thing, a single investment instrument that caused all of this problem. Right, and I was happy to learn this. Do you, you, you know what it is.
0: Yeah, I'll go ahead and it's called a mortgage-backed security. Yeah. yeah. And you're kind of the expert. I want to go ahead and preface this by oh. saying that Josh wrote these articles and uh, I, I'm an economic uh, idiot, basically, so I learned a lot by reading them and hopefully people will learn a lot by listening.
1: Oh, I learned a lot by writing them. I so uh, if people if people learn a lot listening, then it'll be a trifecta. Perfect. Everyone will have learned. So, yeah, what we're talking about today are uh, subprime mortgage-backed securities. There's different kinds. Some more mortgage-backed securities are, are worse than others, and the worst of the bunch are subprime mortgage-backed securities. Right.
0: Well, go ahead. I think the, the raw definition probably would get people interested. Okay. Get their juices flowing. Yeah, right off the bat.
1: Uh, so basically what it is is a mortgage-backed security is an investment tool that is based on a pool of mortgages so you take Chuck's mortgage and our producer Jerry's mortgage and you know everybody at house stuff works mortgages you pull them together and then you divvy them up into basically shares of all this this one single pool of mortgages right and as long as everybody like Jerry and you Chuck are are paying uh uh, on your monthly your monthly mortgage payment. Sure. Everything's fine. Right. They're like dividends. It gets distributed across the shareholders of this pool of mortgages and everybody's happy. Right. Well, who are the shareholders though? They're the people who bought uh these mortgage-backed securities, which are banks larger than the banks. It, it can correct? be anybody. It can be anybody. Yeah, what you're talking about is the process of how this works. Okay. So, that, what I just said, that's a, that's a mortgage backed security. You could purchase a mortgage backed security. No, no way. You, you, if you wanted to, you could. Sure. And actually, ironically enough, um, because these mortgage backed securities are based on mortgages and because they've been so divided up and repackaged and repurposed, we'll get to that in a little bit, um, it's actually possible. That if you have like a four hundred one k or you invest in a mutual fund or something like that, you may actually own a share of your own mortgage.
0: Right. I, I couldn't. I read that in your article. and I was blown away. Isn't that cool?
1: Yeah, cool. I don't know. Well, it depends. Weird. If the if the economy's in in the in the tank, then yeah, it's not good. But sure. yeah, it, it could be cool if you're making money off of your own mortgage, or right? Paying true. It back yourself. Right. That's positive outlook. Kind of. Yeah. So what you just mentioned, Chuck, uh, is is how a, a mortgage becomes a mortgage-backed security. Right. So say you go in and uh, you you get a mortgage, you go through all the, the rigmarole, and they issue you a mortgage. The bank, when mortgage-backed securities were hot, would turn around, put it together with, you know, several other of their mortgages that they'd issued that day, and turn around and they sell it to um, an investment bank. Right. Okay? An investment bank takes... The, your bank's mortgages and some other bank's mortgages and pulls them together even more. So now you have several hundred different mortgages, and all of a sudden it's a single um, mortgage-backed security. Right. And then they start selling shares. The investment banks start selling shares, and then the investors, your your um, your mutual fund manager or somebody at J.P. Morgan Chase who who's looking for an investment, they they buy these shares and they start collecting the dividends. So that's how it works, right? right. Okay, it's actually a lot simpler than I thought. It's very, very simple. Like uh, if you look at it, just, uh, just it's a very basic method of investing. Right. But it was completely and totally radical when it came about. Sure. I think it was the uh, the late '90s when they first really hit the scene. Maybe early 21st century. And here's the thing: it's a really safe way to invest. As long as you know the housing market's going well, uh, the economy's doing well, and people are making their monthly mortgage payments,
0: right? There were rich times there for a, about a decade, probably, right? In the housing, and business. it was
1: it was based on that that housing uh, that housing boom was keeping mortgage backed securities. Uh, it was making them perform well, right? So because of that, because of that interplay between the housing market and mortgage backed securities, uh, mortgage backed securities become this hot commodity on Wall Street. Everybody's buying them. Everybody wants them. They're just great. Right. It's money in the bank, right? The problem is, is that demand created a, a situation where we needed more mortgages. Exactly. So, I mean, basically say, you know, you're a good prime borrower. Uh, you're somebody who, you know, based on your credit rating, your credit history, your employment history, that kind of thing, you pose little risk of defaulting on your loan. Right. Right. There's a finite amount of prime borrowers in the United States. Right. And after a couple of years with, you know, with with the mortgages being pulled together and put into mortgage-backed securities, um th- this pool of people dried up. And
0: then I know what came next was the subprime market. Yes. Which is a big reason why the housing boom uh, uh the bubble burst. Exactly. Because subprime borrowers uh a lot of people think that subprime is uh has something to do with the rate, Mm -hmm. the interest rate. It's a below prime rate. That's what
1: I always thought as well. But no, it it refers to the borrower.
0: Exactly. It's people that don't have uh, enough income or the right credit. Basically, they were just
1: writing things. You know, It's kind of like a blank check, a false market almost. Very much, very much so. But when banks uh, change their lending practices to include subprime borrowers, all of a sudden there's this huge untapped pool of people who can create mortgage-backed securities, because you can't have mortgage-backed securities without mortgages. Right. So basically, to answer this clamoring for more mortgage-backed securities on Wall Street, uh, banks had to uh, start issuing more mortgages. And the investment banks were more than willing to buy all these mortgages no matter what. Right. So. Your local bank that you go to, say you're a subprime borrower, and subprime has this really evil connotation here in 2008. Yeah, it does. But but really, if you think about it, it's just somebody who has a credit score maybe below, I think right now it's 630. Right. Uh, it could be 629 when right. you're a subprime borrower. Or uh, maybe you've even changed jobs in the last year. That could make you a subprime sure. borrower. There's, there's a lot of factors. It doesn't mean like you're this um, you know, nefarious Drug dealing, cat burglar, who right? You're is not taking the bank, drawing a welfare
0: checks, and swindling uh, houses out of banks. Exactly,
1: necessarily. right? Um, necessarily, some some have, but sure. for the most part, it, it's, it's you can't really categorize these people beyond their credit score, right? Um, so the banks. Since they're no longer hanging on to the mortgage, you know, time was, you went to a bank, you got a mortgage, that sat in the the bank's vault, that piece of paper did, and you made monthly payments to the bank, and they took it in, and then after 30 years or whatever, you paid your last, you made your last payment, and they sent you your mortgage. Right.
0: right. And they were, they did a lot of
1: investigating into your history at that time, because they were the ones you know that had the most to lose. They were carrying all the risk. Exactly. If you defaulted on your loan, that bank took the hit, and that was it. It ended there. Yep. Right? Um, with, with the subprime or with the mortgage-backed securities, that all changed. Banks no longer had any risk whatsoever. Right. They would almost literally issue you a mortgage and possibly that same day turn around and sell it. That really explains it. Yeah. Right the, there in a nutshell. So whoever ended up with this mortgage in whatever form, whether it was a mortgage-backed security and it was divided among like 50 or 100 or 1,000 people, right? Um, whoever ended up with it, in the end, assumed the risk. So these investment banks didn't necessarily carry the risk either. The, the risk of you not paying your loan went to the individual investors, right? right. Since all of these mortgages started to become based on subprime Mortgages, all, all the mortgage backed securities became uh, based on subprime mortgages. When the foreclosure started, the market almost immediately plummeted. Right,
0: because it was directly tied. Yeah. It wasn't a trickle
1: down effect, they were directly linked. There is another instrument, too, it, that were based on mortgage backed securities, right? So think about this you have a mortgage. It's turned around, sold, packaged with some other mortgages, and then divided into shares. Mm -hmm. Those shares can actually be divided further and repackaged into something called uh, collateral debt obligations. Right. And some of these these can be based on all sorts of different things. You can take just mortgage mortgages from a mortgage backed security, and that will all mature in five years, or that are all interest only, or that are all fixed interest. There's yeah. all sorts of ways to package it. But one of the hottest um, items on Wall Street uh, for collateral debt obligations were these uh, these instruments that were made exclusively from subprime mortgage backed securities. Because you're a subprime borrower, you get a higher interest rate. Right. So the the security, the investment on whether or not you're going to repay your loan, it's riskier, but the the dividends are higher because the interest rate is higher. Sure, and not unlike a lot
0: of just the regular Wall Street stock market uh, stocks great risk
1: equals great reward right and and that that pays off but really if you look at it on a long enough arc it never pays off it right. always it always goes under so what you have now is is a bunch of people playing play, playing hot potato sure with these things they now, were they, they, they short sighted or were they they're greedy greedy it's as simple as that was it a live for now type of thing did yes. they plan on dumping these i i guess here's that's i would assume yes that that once people started realizing wait a minute eventually when you follow these down the line you're going to get to a house and that house is basically its value is in this situation based on whether or not the persons making payments right and we're 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 betting on subprime borrowers making payments and if they don't this this security tanks and we lose all of our money Someone, somewhere down the line around, say, 2006, figured out that these things were going to tank because of foreclosures. And that's exactly right. what happened. So it started this domino effect.
0: Well, who's at fault here? Or is that even important? I mean, was it – or I guess everyone kind of shares in the that's blame. Because yeah. the homeowner that, that really doesn't have the money shouldn't go out and try to get the house. The The lender, certainly, they were making the commissions correct? The mortgage broker. Sure. So they were making money and then selling them immediately. Or actually, I think the mortgage lender it immediately goes to the bank. So they're not even really tied to the bank necessarily. And then the bank sells them, and it's just, it just seems like the more it gets spread out and split up, the more fractured it gets. It's really hard to even tell who's to blame anymore.
1: It, it is. And, I mean, ultimately... You know, finding the person to blame isn't going to help anything now. Exactly. But it, it kind of eases the pain a little bit, or at the very least you have someone to direct your ire right. to.
0: Well, I know in an election year though, a lot of people are looking to point fingers. If this That's was not true. an election year, it'd probably be going down a little bit differently.
1: I think, um, I think there's a lot of people to blame, as you said, and I don't think it's just the lending industry or the investment banking industry. And I don't think it's just the uh people who who chose pack huge, homeowner, yeah, or the hockey moms don't forget them right I, I don't think it's it's the average subprime borrower who took out a, a loan larger than they can afford because right.
0: they were sold a bill of goods oftentimes because I, I wrote an article on subprime mortgages, and a lot of people didn't even know what they were signing. These uh, mortgage lenders would kind of use tricky dialogue to get them to sign on the dotted line so they could make their commissions so. yeah
1: theres a, there was a lot of predatory lending going on, big time um so, regardless of who's to blame, these foreclosures start happening, and they start happening big time, widespread all over the place, right, and, like I said, it starts this domino effect. The weird thing is is new houses that were being constructed stop stopped being sold as quickly because all of a sudden they right. had to compete with these foreclosed homes on the market exactly that were maybe half price. Yeah, I bought my house in foreclosure, yeah, I mean and this
0: was even before. The big big foreclosure mm-hmm. uh, bust, where they were all over the place. So mm-hmm. we just got kind of lucky, but yeah, all of a sudden these new houses are sitting empty because, like
1: you said, they can't compete with a house that's forty percent discounted. Right. So all these foreclosed homes have this effect on the market, the housing market. Right. Right. More new homes on the or more homes on the market means that the new homes aren't being sold because the foreclosures are going. It's like a fire sale out there in real estate in the U.S. Um, but the presence of more homes on the market, the presence of more anything, the more supply, the lower the price. Right. So housing prices drop. So you've got people all of a sudden who are like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm in this huge, uh, terrible, um, uh, maybe hybrid arm, adjustable rate mortgage. Right. And all of a sudden they owe more on their house than it's worth. Right. How long are you going to stick around? When are you going to leave and start renting? So foreclosures keep going and going and going, and as these this wave of foreclosures takes over the U.S. housing market, it it also directly impacts the um, the investment market as well, right? Because everybody was you know so heavily invested in subprime mortgage-backed securities,
0: right? And then you have the construction companies who own all these houses that aren't selling, so they have to lay people off, and then it leads to unemployment. It's it's a huge domino effect.
1: That's exactly right. Everything uh, pretty much in in the modern economy, in the global economy, in the U.S. economy, everything is interrelated, it, it, precariously so. Right. But it all goes back to mortgage-backed securities in this case. That's exactly right.
0: Whose idea was this to begin with?
1: I don't know. I've, I've never found that out. And I've actually looked. I think that they are laying low. There's got to be a dude. There's one guy who had this idea. Yeah, well, there's a lot of financial instruments that are out there, and they come out of places like Harvard Business or Wharton right. School, and, you know, among other places, and they're modeled, you know, that you can run them through an, econ- an economic model, but it's really just a model. You can't right. really tell what kind of effect it's going to have until after it's introduced in the market. Right, and the real world is a little different sometimes. Right, and there's no, as far as I know, there's no regulation over introducing a a financial instrument to the market. You know, I mean we we regulate whether or not you can introduce a a, a non-native fish into a lake. Right. But nobody's, you know, watching over the, the financial instruments that are right. being introduced to the to the the market, right? Right. So, I'm thinking basically if we had regulation of that, if things were tested out on a small scale first before being released on mass that could be helpful sure i think there's a whole lot of regulation that that could that could you know take place well maybe these guys should start listening to josh clark yeah i guess this is a pretty dense subject do you agree chuck it's dense or i'm dense one of the two i don't think i don't think you're dense it is it's a very dense subject i, I would recommend uh, anybody listening to this podcast going on to howstuffworks.com and typing in how can mortgage backed securities bring down the us economy And stick around to find out which four articles Chuck and I consider essential reading right now. So, Chuck, four articles, essential reading.
0: Right. I'll I'll say them because I know you're shy. Uh, They're all uh, articles that you wrote, and they're really great in-depth articles. And they are about the four uh, candidates for uh, president and vice president for this uh, upcoming election. So we have how John McCain works, how uh, Obama works, how Sarah Palin Palin works, and how uh, Joe Biden works. And I, I don't I haven't read the Joe Biden one yet, but I'm hoping there's something in there about his teeth. Nothing about his
1: teeth. Uh, a lot about his um, foot and mouth condition.
0: Right. Well, if, if there's room in that mouth for a foot from all those teeth, then hats he off does them. have
1: amazing teeth. They're, They're great. Teeth. I need some choppers like that. You can check all four of those out uh, by typing in Joe Biden, Sarah Palin, Barack Obama, John McCain. Any of them in our wonderful search bar on HowStuffWorks.com.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?